Welcome to Legally 40-ish. I am Natasha Axelrod. And I am Allegra Rainier. We are two 40-ish attorneys and friends. Allegra loves celebrity gossip and reality TV. I love government and constitutional law. And every Monday, we break down legal issues in pop culture and politics in 40-ish minutes. We hope to show you that the law can be fun and even funny. Welcome back to another episode of Legally 40-ish. This is Allegra, and I am recording solo today. It's Sunday evening, and Natasha is taking, I guess we'll call it a sick day. Um, So I figured I would record a short solo podcast about the housewife who can't seem to keep herself out of the news uh, regarding her legal troubles. We'll be talking about Erica Girardi, of course, and... um, some updates on what's happening in the bankruptcy case. First, though, I want to just touch on this guy, Ronald Richards. He's an attorney. I think I've mentioned him before, um, and you've probably seen either his tweets or maybe heard interviews that he's done on podcasts. He's been appointed special counsel in the bankruptcy case, and he, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this guy. I really, I get it, like, He's making a name for himself by talking about this case so publicly, but he gets into like Twitter wars with Erica and he tweets a lot about the bankruptcy case. So he's been hired a special counsel again in the Girardi Keese bankruptcy case. And um, what he's doing essentially, I mean, his main role is to figure out what money Erica may have that she would owe the Girardi Keese estate. But his tweets are just like wild. If you've never seen them, I guess check them out. Um, my personal opinion is like as a professional, um, you shouldn't be especially talking about the cases that you're currently working on. And in this high profile case, it just seems really tacky. And it's like he's really trying to get the court of public opinion on his side. And I think it's kind of inflammatory. So I just I was checking out his Twitter tonight before um, I was prepping for today's episode and like <laughs> this last tweet, I mean, he, this guy is ridiculous. So Andy Cohen had tweeted, um, my team is gearing up for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Tweet me all of your questions now and let me know where you're from. So of course he responds, which is just like sort of embarrassing. He's like a few questions. One, who or where is Erica Jane's source of funds, which finance her legal and professional fees? So he really wants to know where she's getting money from right now to pay her legal fees to fight him really in court. Um, His second question is, will EJ cooperate with providing access to her remaining banking records, which are funded by this, quote, unknown source? And then he's asked, number three, did Erica spend $25,592,261.26 from 2008 to 2020? And that last one is part of the lawsuit update that I'm going to be talking about on this episode. But he's just, like, so thirsty. It feels like... I don't know. I have, I mean, here I am looking at them and reading them on our podcast, but I just find it to be, I don't know, a little bit tacky for this attorney to be doing that. But one thing that I did read on his um, Twitter timeline that kind of cracked me up. So I don't know if you've seen the news lately. There was, I think it was last week, maybe there was pictures of Tom Girardi entering like a senior living center. And so it was reported that he moved out of his mansion in uh, Pasadena and he's moving into some senior living place. So 
Ronald Richards was tweeting about it and he said, like last week, um, the rent is, oh wait, let me go back. So I guess their position or Ronald Richards' position is that like Girardi doesn't actually live there, that this was all a staged photo op, which I guess it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I, again, I don't know why he's tweeting about this. It bears no relevance on the case that he's working on, but I think he just likes to get more followers and more attention. But anyway, so he tweets this photo of Tom entering this uh, senior living center and he writes, no bags, scripted photo op, quote, exclusive story, no notice, something isn't adding up, we should have an update by tomorrow. And he hashtags Girardi fraud, stay tuned. And then his update is the rent is $9,500 per month. There's no sign of Girardi there. They're all month to month. Residents can come and go as they please, but there's no verification he's actually living there. And then today, was that today? Um, Yeah, today he tweets, further update on the senior assisted living, hashtag Girardi fraud. We continue to find no evidence of TJ there. They have no record of him and will deny any packages for him. Clearly absent new evidence. It's safe to conclude that the scripted photo op was a sham. Today's evidence. So again, I, I don't know why he's spending his time and energy other than I think he's really just looking for some press. And um, I actually thought it was kind of funny when I saw it. I didn't give any second thought as to Tom entering a senior living center. I did kind of think maybe when I originally saw it, like, why can't he just live with his brother, the one who is acting as his conservator? Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really care either. But whatever. Ronald Richards seems to still care. But so anyway, the update that I wanted to give was about the lawsuit filed by the trustee in the Girardi case bankruptcy case against Erica Girardi. So on our... July 19th episode. Yeah, July 19th episode. We actually discuss the lawsuit that's filed against her. So this week, actually yesterday or a couple days ago, I saw headlines like Erica Jane being sued for $25 million from the Girardi Keys bankruptcy case. And like, yes, that's true, but it's also not new news. So this lawsuit, which again, we already talked about back in July. Um, this was filed in July, I think July 14th. And all that this is, this new filing, so um, the new filing was on August 26th. Today's the 29th, so yeah, just a few days ago. Um, This is actually just an amended complaint. So if you don't remember or you didn't listen to that episode, maybe hop back there real quick and listen to that episode. Just you can hear what that lawsuit is about. But essentially, I'll just do a quick overview. In that lawsuit, so... Again, it's the trustee in the Girardi Keys bankruptcy case. They're suing Erica, saying that Erica has money or property given to her by Girardi Keys that's owed to Girardi Keys. So there's a couple of things. One, they're arguing that she's getting attorney fees made payable to her, um, and those fees should be made payable to the estate so the estate can use that money to pay back, obviously, some of those Uh, victims whose money has been taken, um, the creditors in the bankruptcy case. But um, so what this amended complaint is doing now is nothing's really changed in terms of the allegations, in terms of what the causes of action are against Erica Jane. But 
it seems based on reading the newest complaint, the amended complaint is that they've received or they found more information. So they kind of beefed up their argument about what they're claiming and how much money exactly and and what really the basis is for the lawsuit. So I'll go over those updates because I think it's kind of interesting and I I wish I had Natasha to bounce it off of, but I just read it to my husband. I was like, hey, how do you, I'm going to tell you this and you tell me what you think. So um, I think it's actually pretty interesting. So let me get to it. Either you've read or you've already heard this allegation of this $25 million given to Erica Jane from Girardi Keys. And again, I'll either say GK or Girardi Keys, but I'm referring to the law firm only. Tom Girardi personally is in bankruptcy, but um, this is only dealing with the law firm. And uh, this has been going on for kind of some time. We've heard about this $25 million and kind of, it was a little confusing as to why there was this allegation, but essentially what they knew a while ago was that there was um, a receivable on GK's books, meaning some debt owed to them in the amount of about $25 million. And that was owed to them by either Erica Jane or EJ Global, one of her companies. So now it appears they've received some more, um, some banking statements and some credit card statements. And so now they're arguing that the plaintiff, and when I refer to the plaintiff, that's the trustee in the GK bankruptcy case. So the plaintiff alleges that all payments and monies received by Erica were via her Amex. So that $25 million they talked about before, that wasn't cash that Girardi Keys put into Erica Jane's either account or into the company's account. Now they're alleging that all the payments and the monies that she got were via her Amex. So um, they're alleging that Girardi Keys is owed no less than $25,592,261.26 plus interest from Erica personally. They're alleging that over $14 million in Amex charges were made by Erica on a card issued to her, and the other $11 million or so were in vendor payments made by Girardi Keese for Erica's benefit. And so what happened, and this is the part that I think is sort of interesting. So Girardi Keese put these expenses and these payments that they made on their tax returns as receivables. Instead of Tom and Erica taking that money and putting it on their income taxes as income to them. So like, I don't really know anything about taxes, to be honest. So, I mean, don't quote me here. I could have that wrong. I'm not sure if that's what they mean by fraud, but it seems as if the, if Gerardi Keese was making payments for Erica personally and Tom personally, that those payments should have been put on Erica and Tom's tax returns um, to show it as income and they would have to pay taxes on it. So instead what they were doing is the firm was maintaining them as receivables, meaning that um, when the estate went to go look at what Girardi Keese had, they saw, hey, there's a receivable here of $25 million or so owed to the firm. And that is money that they're alleging that Erica owes because that's how the firm maintained the books. Now, why I think that's interesting is because in the complaint, they're alleging that Erica had a card issued to her and that obviously Girardi Keese was paying that credit card bill. But 
Ronald Richards, because he loves to tweet so much, like I just said, he actually posted on his Twitter. Um, he said, in response to EJ to discredit our evidence and to answer a popular question, we released two American Express bills. The cards used by Erica were directly issued to Erica Girardi. It was 100% her card, her charges, not a company card issued to her company. And the law firm paid the bill. Now, that's what he says. But then when you actually open up the photographs of the statements, that's super, super misleading. So what it actually was, it was a credit card issued to Thomas V. Girardi. It is Tom's credit card. I don't know if the credit card said Girardi Keys or if it was a personal card that he used. I have no idea. It doesn't say, it, you can't tell based on the um, credit card statement, but it's Tom's account. And Erica is just an authorized user, an authorized user on the credit card. So, I mean, if anyone is either married or worked for a business, what, what you can do is the one person gets issued the credit card using their social security number, you know, using their um, credit history and it's issued to them, but you can add an authorized user. So I could add someone onto my credit card and they, they get their own credit card. It has their name on it, but it's still my account and it's attached to my credit. So that's what happened here. It's not, it's the account is, is Tom's account. Erica's the authorized user. And then it just shows the payments that are being made. So it shows, I mean, it actually shows the charges, of course, but it shows the payments and it says like, I don't know if it identifies, let me look here, if it identifies actually, yeah. So Tom makes the payment and it says Thomas V. Girardi, payment received, and it has the payment. So again, I don't know how I feel about this. I see both sides and I don't want people to get mad at me Actually, I don't really care, but um, I don't know how I feel about it because their allegation in the complaint is that basically Erica shouldn't be allowed to get away with a windfall because Girardi Keese was essentially committing tax fraud. Yeah, so the specific allegation in the complaint is that plaintiff further alleges that defendant Erica received the complete benefit of the receivables and does not get any sort of immunity or windfall from the debtor's tax fraud for a community property law firm and entertainment business. So essentially what they're saying is, even if Erica says, I have absolutely no idea that that was happening, she may not have had any clue that Girardi Keese was maintaining that as a debt. That Girardi Keys on their books, all those payments being made, they were putting that as a debt that she was going to have to pay back. Probably knowing that she really never would. They were just trying to figure out a way to write that off on their tax returns. So now that the firm is in bankruptcy, obviously the estate wants to get as much money in the estate so they can pay back all of the creditors. And when they see a $25 million debt on the books and someone owes that money, they're going to go after that person. And so this is going to be, I think, the major issue. And I don't know what the law is. Again, you know, bankruptcy is not my area of specialty. Um, I wish I knew more, but I honestly, I, you all know, I said last week I'm prepping for trial and I'm way too busy to do um, any extra legal research at the moment, but I wanted to just give an update. But I think this will be really the crux of the argument and what the law is and how the court will will determine whether or not I mean if she had no clue that even that Girardi Keese was even making the payments perhaps she thought Tom was making the payments per, I have no idea of course we'll never know what Erica actually knew but she may not really have known that Tom 
and the firm, we'll say Girardi Keys, was maintaining that as a debt and that, you know, obviously never expected to be in bankruptcy and have someone trying to collect on that debt. But I also see the other side. I see the side where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. He was committing a tax fraud. You were signing tax returns. You got all the money and he's maintaining it as a debt. So you owe the debt back to the firm because they were the ones paying your bills. Um, so I don't know what will happen here. I- I'm curious what other people's opinions are. I think that there's kind of this misconception. Um, I don't know. I actually don't even know what people are really thinking. I know that people are appalled at the amount of money spent and I, I don't disagree. I mean, $25 million from 2008 to 2020. I, I can't even fathom that kind of money. Um, but I don't know that. I, I think she might have just been getting screwed without having any clue um, that sh- this was being maintained as a debt and that she would have to owe that debt back to the firm at some point. So that's what's going on. That is the update. Um, in reading this, it helped me understand kind of what was happening a little bit better. Um, I hope that I explained it in a way that makes some sense without being like too all over the place. Um, Yeah. And then I think, so now she's going to have to respond to this complaint formally in court with a a responsive pleading, meaning either some kind of motion to get rid of it or just answer the complaint and the litigation will move forward. Um, And what the parties did is they entered into an agreement that she would have to answer this by, I believe, September 23rd, and then they'll have a status conference at the end of October, October 26th. So that's what's going on with the lawsuit against Erica Jane by the trustee in the GK bankruptcy case. And otherwise, there's not too much more to report on what's happening um, legally with Erica Jane. If you're not watching Beverly Hills, I highly recommend it. Um, Start, this season has been great. I feel a little bit guilty kind of being like a voyeur on this you know, like we're all like, oh, wow, this season's so good because of all of this that's going on. But at the end of the day, there's like people behind behind all of this, you know, all of Tom's victims, the people who've been swindled out of their money. And um, so I feel there's like this, you know, I'm a little conflicted, but I the season is really good. So you should watch it. Um, I would start at episode one and binge it if you haven't already um, get caught up. I think that I don't know that we're we're probably nearing the end because they are talking about filming the reunion, but it seems as if we still have some time to go. So um, it looks like it's getting even more heated up and I'm excited for the rest of the season. So we will probably be back next week together. I am, as I said, and as you know, prepping for trial, which is supposed to start on the 7th. Um, We'll see if we're able to get a courtroom and, and start that day. But otherwise, I will still be, you know, keeping my Google alerts on and watching Bravo when I can and trying to update everyone on what's happening in legal news in pop culture. So until next time, see you next week. Thank you for spending 40-ish minutes of your week with us. We would love to connect with you. So follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legally40ish. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review.